At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, and of course, we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here on a Monday evening. Plenty of content coming your way, revolving around sports betting, and we're going to start with some college football. I got to play in the Big Ten, but we'll move out of the Big Ten Conference. Pac-12 Network broadcaster, play-by-play on ESPN as well. Roxy Bernstein will give us his preview and insight for the Pac-12 Conference for the upcoming college football season. What team does he think are going to come out of the top of the respective divisions and just the overall conference? We'll get Roxy's thoughts on that. Maybe a little bit of Heisman talk as well. And aside from Roxy Bernstein, later on in the program, we got some baseball talk with Bob Nightingale, USA Today Sports Major League Baseball columnist. Not only will we preview tonight's later slate in Major League Baseball, but we'll kind of just get an update on some of those division races if we have time, specifically in the NL West, AL East, and NL East. Some of the three most intriguing divisions probably coming down to the wire, so we'll see what Bob thinks about those divisions heading down into the final stretch of the season. In between, we've got some NFL preseason football to look forward to this week, baby. We know we're all excited here in the Chicagoland area. Going to be able to see Justin Fields against the Miami Dolphins at Soldier Field. And not only that, we got a full slate of games, big line movements already. I've got several plays already locked and loaded to go. We'll be sure to rifle through some of those as well as my play in Major League Baseball today. So a lot to get to on tonight's edition of Rush Hour. But like we alluded to, let's kick things off in college football and start 
back in the Big Ten. Now, we previewed this team last week, them and Penn State at the same time, and Wisconsin was a team that I had more conviction on. I was kind of teetering of officially playing it and just having the strong lean, and today I did pull the trigger on over nine and a half wins for Wisconsin. But what was more intriguing about this Badgers team, kind of just going through the odds once again, because I like to circle through them and see if these odds have shifted at all, Wisconsin's did alter a decent amount. Now, when we were talking about them last week, to win the Big Ten West, they were plus 115. Now, they've always been the short shot, really, since the odds have been posted to come out on top of the Big Ten West, but they were plus 115. Now, at Bat Rivers, they're minus 143 to come out of the Big Ten West. How about that? Plus 115, now to minus 143 are the Wisconsin Badgers at Bat Rivers to be the champion of the Big Ten West. And not only that, they started at about 10 to 1 to win the Big Ten overall. Went to 8-1 to last week. Now they are 6-1 to to win the Big Ten Conference. National championship winners are still at 50-1, to and their win total still at 9.5 over under minus 113 each way. But I just thought that was pretty impressive to see the huge shift in terms of their odds to not only win the Big Ten, but specifically the Big Ten West, because I was certainly a team a lot of people are thinking can't compete. Minnesota, we've talked about, could be a dark horse contender. But look, I'm in agreement. I think Wisconsin ends up winning the Big Ten West. And you can make the argument originally, well, if you think they go over nine and a half wins, you might as well take the plus money, plus 115, for them to win the Big Ten West instead of laying the minus 113. Well, now your uh, hopes have kind of sailed at this point if you're shopping at Bet Rivers in that regard. But so the bet that I did make instead, because of that, I did end up playing the win total over nine and a half. Now, basically, kind of just in summation of my preview of this team was that I see them ending up at about ten and two. You have Graham Mertz back in the mix, who could be primed for a huge breakout year. The offense struggled last year. They had a great outing their first couple of games, and the hype was real, and then they really just completely slacked. They finished 12th in total offense in the Big Ten, couldn't convert on third downs for nothing, and the ground attack finished 62nd in the nation, and that's what we've been accustomed to seeing dominance-wise out of Wisconsin is that ground game. But they were number one in time of possession. The offensive line is going to be returning three starters, so expect the offense to take a leap forward, especially with Graham Mertz leading the charge. Ground game should be a little bit better with a better offensive line. And the receivers, if you can get stud guys in the skill positions, Wisconsin should be fine offensively. Now, defensively, was among the best in the nation against the run, led the Big Ten, and was fifth in the nation, allowed just 300 yards right under that, actually, per game. They were great in third-down stops, getting back eight starters defensively. Look, we could rifle through the schedule like we did the last time, but overall, my thought process is this team can easily get to 10 wins. 10-2 and two is a very likely outcome I see for this Wisconsin uh, team, really the toss-up and losable games revolve around week one versus Penn State. You get them at home. I think Wisconsin's a better team than Penn State at this point. Week four versus Notre Dame, that's a neutral site game at Soldier Field. The Fighting Irish probably going to be taking a step back. Michigan, a big question mark. You get them at home. Army at home, that late in the season, who knows their dynamic, but it's still unique in the advantage to Wisconsin. Once again, the show is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. We welcome you in on this Monday evening. I was just discussing the Wisconsin Badgers win total of 9.5 and, and how I did play the over officially at 9.5. And, and we're just kind of going through the schedule right now. And 
I'm bringing up this point because there's been big line movement toward Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West. Plus 115, now minus 143 to win the Big Ten overall. They started 10 to 1, went to 8 to 1, and now they are 6 to 1. So again, looking through this schedule, the toss-up games or losable games for Wisconsin, I think these are all winnable games in a sense, so that's why it's more so toss-up games because I think Wisconsin is that good and dynamic. Uh, week 5, we were talking about versus Michigan. Big question mark with the Wolverines this season. Week 7 versus Army, that's going to be advantageous toward Wisconsin, we assume. You get Iowa at home week 9, Wisconsin should have a better offense. Defensively, they should be neck and neck. Week 13 at Minnesota is where it's going to get tricky. Not only is that the end of the year game, right, you know, kind of a rivalry spot there, but you're on the road, and then it's against this Gophers team that at least personally I expect to have an improved season from this last year, kind of resorting to what we saw more so in 2019 as opposed to 2020 when they were just atrocious on both sides of the ball. Now with Minnesota, I think their defense still will have a lot of, you know, areas to improve, but offensively they should get back to the norm of what we saw in 2019. But nevertheless, focusing in on Wisconsin, again, 9.5, I think the over is the right option to go. They have a fairly easy spots with Week 2 versus Eastern Michigan. The road games, you're getting against the inferior opponent, uh, opponents. Week 6 at Illinois, Week 8 at Purdue, Week 10 at Rutgers. Get Northwestern and Nebraska at home. All of those are winnable games in my eyes for this Wisconsin team and all their tougher games like we kind of just rifled through for the toss-up games. You're getting all of those at home except for Minnesota. So Wisconsin to me should be in a spot where they're at least getting 10-2, and two, thus leading me to playing over 9.5 with their win total. So that's what I've played. I, I've only done a couple other college football bets thus far in terms of the futures. We played, uh, not Alabama, excuse me, Georgia to win the Natty, Oklahoma to win the Natty. The only win total one I've done thus far is Wisconsin now over 9.5. So if you're looking to follow, those are the three I have for college football. Had plenty in the NFL that we have gone through these past few weeks, really a month at this point. And we'll kind of wrap that up as we get closer to the season and go over it once again. But in terms of football, we will be talking preseason later in the show. In about a half hour, I'm going to be discussing some of the biggest line movements we've seen thus far for the upcoming preseason games. Some of you may not be excited. Some of you could be very excited. But there's still great betting opportunities when it comes to the NFL preseason. A lot of people make their cake off of the preseason because you understand which coaches care and which don't and who has a great quarterback room who's going to be like just looking at the depth chart you get a team like the Bears for example you get Nick Foles, Justin Fields as your second and third string starting quarterbacks then obviously at the start is Andy Dalton but that's a deep quarterback room they're going to be playing the Dolphins who not only have Tua but they have Jacoby Brissett as well you get Gardner Minshew, Trevor Lawrence with the Jags We'll go over the list later in the show, but there's great opportunities for betting the NFL preseason. So we'll be sure to hit that a little bit later in the show, as well as tonight's baseball slate with Bob Nightingale. But let's get back to the realm of college football. We'll preview out in the West Coast with the Pac-12. Joining us now is Roxy Bernstein, play-by-play -play broadcaster for ESPN and the Pac-12 Network. Roxy, we appreciate you making some time. We're excited here in the Midwest, looking forward to some college football. And I was just talking about the Big Ten a little bit. But the Pac-12 conference this season, to me, is kind of an anomaly because you have various amount of teams who could be at the top. When you look at this, I mean, you know, Oregon is still one of the favorites. USC to come out of the South. Utah is kind of a consistent team. Right now, who are the top teams on your radar that you think could be at the top of the Pac-12 at the end of the year? Well, in the North, everybody kind of has to give the edge to Oregon. With the talent the Ducks have and the way Mario Cristobal has recruited, they still have some question marks, and quarterback is a pretty big one. But 
they have tremendous talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the likes of Kayvon Thibodeau. So they have to be the favorite in the North and in the South. That's where it gets really interesting and competitive because I think there's three teams that have separated themselves from the rest of the league as far as the South goes with USC, Utah, and Arizona State. Then you know, this is a pivotal year for Chip Kelly and UCLA. But those three teams, and just on the talent, you have to give the edge to USC. Plus, when you look at the returning quarterback that they have, but, again, they have questions just like a lot of other teams do in the South and in the Pac-12. And as we've seen in recent years, the Pac-12 trend tends to beat each other up. And, unfortunately, we could see that again this year. Yeah, and that's really the case. We see this in a lot of conferences, but the Pac-12 was kind of ugly in that sense. But fun at the same time, seeing that happen last year and this year, like you alluded to, could certainly be the same exact story. Now, you know, kind of looking a little bit further down the list, Arizona State is certainly an intriguing team this upcoming season. What do you expect out of them this year? Because to me, they're always a tough team to bet against on a game-to-game -game basis. But what is their ceiling this upcoming year? Well, Arizona State is trying to figure out right now. With the NCAA investigation that's been going on. Well, let's go ahead and try to reconnect with Roxy. We're having a little trouble hearing him on our end. So, uh, again, going through this list, we were talking about Arizona State at about plus 225 are they to come out of the Pac-12 South. But if you look at them to come out of the Pac-12 overall, plus 550 is what we're seeing for Arizona State. Now, we mentioned the allegations and everything surrounding this squad. That certainly could be a distraction in the back. But Herm Edwards and company, look, defensively they've been a really sound squad these past couple of seasons. Been a great underbet in terms of the total on a game-to-game -game basis. Personally, when I look at this team, now they got off to a hot start right away under the Edwards regime, right? And, and that's really impressive. But in terms of going back longer, that's where I'm a little bit you know, more hesitant in terms of the futures market. But again, I think I have more conviction on them on a game-to-game -game basis. I believe we have Roxy back on the horn. Roxy, please uh, finish your thoughts with Arizona State. Again, we were kind of just going through them, and I know you're getting into the allegations and possible distractions. But So what do you see as Arizona State for their ceiling potentially in summation for this whole season? Well, and, and that's the thing, is how much of a distraction is it going to be for them? That they're going to have to keep dealing with this and with two more coaches uh, it appears that have been placed on administrative leave. The strain is put on Herm Edwards and his staff, and we'll see how it plays out. But it really can't be a fun time for Arizona State considering these allegations are out there, and you have coaches that are all of a sudden not a part of the program for the time being. Now they have tremendous talent. Uh, I love Manny Wilkins at quarterback. I think they've got really good talent on the defensive side as well. But these, these questions are going to be there, unfortunately, for Arizona State. They're going to have to deal with it, and you just wonder if it's going to take its toll on ASU and how comfortable they're going to be as the season progresses. Now, Roxy, I want to talk about another team throughout the Pac-12 South. What about UCLA at 8-1? to Now, Chip Kelly having another year under his belt with the squad. Do you have higher expectations for the Bruins this year? Are they going to be kind of stuck in that purgatory type of level? Well, this is a huge year for Chip Kelly, and this is year four if you include last year. And But you know what's crazy is UCLA has not won a non-conference game since Chip Kelly has been the head coach of the Bruins. And they've got a huge test coming up. They'll have a week zero game against Hawaii. Then they play LSU in week one, which will be a huge game for them. 
they've got 20 starters back. So if this if they're going to make a jump, this is the year they're going to do it under Chip. The schedule is very difficult for UCLA when you look at it and lay it out. But I think there's a sense of urgency, and there's been some questions lately about what's going on with DTR, their quarterback, because he has been unavailable, as UCLA has put it, for the last few days, and no word on when we're going to see him back. They didn't practice today. We may get more information tomorrow. But I think that has to be a question for UCLA until that gets answered. But this is a huge year. I'm with you for Chip and UCLA considering that if they're going to break through and Chip Kelly's in year four, you would think this has to be the year. All right, Roxy, kind of just even getting deeper into the Pac-12, who's a team that maybe not enough people are talking about, could be a dark horse, maybe not to win a division or the conference overall, but more so on that game-to-game basis where, hey, these guys aren't going to be an easy out like we've been accustomed to seeing in years past. Well, to me, the team that I think that people need to pay attention to is Cal because last year they were supposed to be the year they could possibly win the North. People felt that that was the year for Justin Wilcox, but I don't think anybody was affected by COVID as much as Cal was in in their season. And it really, I think, hamstrung them. And you can't look at the 2020 season and think that's the Cal team you're going to see in 2021. Now, when they were healthy, when they had their whole team, they beat Oregon. But so this was a team that was supposed to be good last year, and the majority of the team is back. Chase Garbers, the starting quarterback, has been a three-year starter. So they have experience. They have some depth. They're really good defensively, especially a linebacker. So if there's a team that could sneak up on people, and you better pay attention to, to me, I think it's Cal. Yeah, and Cal's really a team that has gotten a lot better defensively over the past years, too. And, and you mentioned, I mean, COVID obviously kind of, you know, ravaged through this squad, which is unfortunate and did happen to some teams. But, you know, Cal's not getting that much respect when you look at their odds. So certainly could be a viable betting option in terms of that area. They're 14-1 to to come out of the Pac-12 North and certainly a lot farther down, 25-1 to to win the Pac-12 in its entirety. The Roxy, just going back to one of the top teams, a team that always catches my eye when I'm just looking at the Pac-12 because they seem to just kind of have that consistency in the program. You can kind of trust that they're going to be toward the top, and they've laid the good brick in the foundation for this school, and that's the Utah Utes. And Utah, really, with Whittingham under helm, has been a solid squad. They've been able to plug and play some pieces. Last year was a little bit of a down year. 2019 was very solid. Could we see Utah at the top of the list once again this season? It wouldn't shock me if that was the case because you mentioned the consistency that Kyle Whittingham's teams have had. It's because of how consistent they've been on the lines. That's where Utah's made a name for themselves, on the offensive and defensive lines. And when I look at Utah this year, there's some question marks defensively in the back end. Um, and then who's going to be the quarterback? Uh, Charlie Brewer transferred in from Baylor. Uh, Cam Rising, who would have been the quarterback last year, and he was the starter until he got hurt in the first game. So that's a quarterback battle that Utah will have a play out. Um, they have some depth uh, at wide receiver. Um, they have some playmakers like Devin Lloyd at linebacker. There's no question in my mind they're a real threat to win the South. And, you know, when I was voting in my Pac-12 preseason media poll, I was just trying to balance who was I going to vote for, either USC or Utah, and I even considered Arizona State. But what it came down to me, honestly, is that, okay, USC is playing Utah at home. And that's, that was the difference for me, and that's why I gave USC the edge. But it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if Utah 
ended up winning. I think their schedule is a little bit more difficult than USC's is as far as in-league because on the crossover games against the North, Utah has to play Oregon where USC does not. And USC also doesn't play Washington uh, against the North, while the, the two misses for Utah against the North are Cal and Washington. So just because of the schedule game and the way things play out, I gave the edge to USC, but it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if Utah ended up winning the South. Now looking just at the conference overall, your thoughts on who would give this conference the best chance to represent them in the college football playoff. Do you think that's actually going to be something that can come to fruition, or is it kind of just going to be a mess like we've seen in seasons past where they don't get the representation, and mainly in part because they beat each other up? So what do you think is the best direct path for a team, whichever one it is, to represent the conference in the playoffs? Well, I think the team with the best opportunity is Oregon, just because I, I see a little bit more depth to the south and the north. I, I think Oregon has the, e the easier schedule, that could help them along the way. Now, everybody's pointing to that game in week two when they're going to the horseshoe to take on Ohio State. And that's a huge game, not just for Oregon, but for the entire Pac-12. Oregon's got to go back there. I'm not saying they have to win the game because we know how challenging it is to go to Columbus and win, but they have to have a good showing and put themselves in a position to win the game. And, look, if Oregon gets blown out, I, I, unfortunately it's a black eye for the Pac-12, right? That, oh, okay, this is what happens. And there's some pivotal non-conference games early that can weigh in. For example, not just that Oregon-Ohio uh, State game. Washington's playing Michigan early. Cal's going on the road to TCU. Um, Stanford week one is playing a game in Dallas against Kansas State. I mean, these are big, the LSU-UCLA game, which we mentioned already. These are huge games for the Pac-12 conference. They need to show well. Unfortunately, you know, the schedule hurts them because they do play the nine conference games as opposed to a lot of the other leagues just play the eight. Um, so the Pac-12 has that one tougher game than the other leagues. So, but for Oregon, they need to show well in week two. And if they put themselves in a position, they're, they're the team to me that it would have the best shot from the Pac-12 to make the college football playoff. Agreed. And they are the short shot to win the conference at 3-1 to one, along with Washington. But you're right, Pac-12 South is going to be a little bit deeper. And the North, more advantageous for the top two teams, presumably in Washington and Oregon, but a tougher schedule looking for the Ducks this upcoming season. Week 2 is going to be a fun one at the Horseshoe between Ohio State and Oregon. Roxy, hey, we really appreciate you taking some time tonight. Look forward to talking more college football throughout the season, my friend. Anytime. Thanks for having me as always. At Roxy Bernstein on Twitter, and you can catch him calling the games at ESPN and on the Pac-12 Network. Best path to the college football playoff potentially resides with the Oregon Ducks, who are plus 110 to come out on top of the Pac-12 North, and as we alluded to, 3-1 to one to come out on top of the Pac-12 Conference. But look, you know, like I was saying, a team that I personally like, not that I'm going to bet it per se, but that I would look for with a little bit more value, Utah at 5-1. to one. Like Roxy mentioned as well, I mean, in the trenches is what Utah has established so well under Whittingham. And you're bringing in Charlie Brewer coming from Baylor who has solid experience and could fit into this situation really solid. So I think Utah may not be a bad look a little bit further down the line. They're 5-1. But again, you have to go through the likes of the Pac-12 South, which is going to be a little bit deeper. So the Pac-12 is sure to be wonky like it typically is, but fun nonetheless. All righty, let's switch it up a little bit. 
go to the diamond. I got a play there tonight revolving the Padres and the Marlins. I'll tell you which side I'm residing with next here on Rush Hour. Not only do I have some plays in baseball, we've got tons of NFL preseason action. Stick around. That's still to come right here on Rush Hour on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. You get daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily Hometown Discounts. Once again, check them all out, betrivers.com. All righty, welcome back to it. It is Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Fives, where you can follow me on Twitter. Still to come on the show, Bob Nightingale, USA Today MLB columnist, will give us his thoughts inside on tonight's Major League Baseball slate, as well as some of the division races as we get closer to the end of the season. 
But as for tonight and tonight's slate, I do have one play on the diamond, and let's get to that between the Padres and the Marlins. This one, a bit, well, you know, somewhat sizable movement, at least in favor of the big favorite here, San Diego. They opened minus 230, got upwards to minus 250 in some spots, but at least currently what we're seeing at Bet Rivers, the Padres at home, minus 245. You want to lay the run and a half with San Diego. That's up to minus 114. Total open seven and a half. That is where it has remained. The over is even money and the under is the favorite minus buck 20. If you got faith in Miami, plus 215 is the value you are getting with the Marlins. Now, the Marlins did just get swept at Coors Field against the Rockies. Conversely, the Padres just, just took two out of three versus the D-backs, taking advantage of the inferior squad. And the pitching matchup-wise, you're getting Joe Musgrove, who has been, you know, a relatively bright spot in the starting rotation that's been somewhat lackluster, you know, considering the expectations that they had for San Diego. But on the year, Musgrove, 7-7 seven seven with a 2.87 ERA, 3.50 xFIP, and a whip of under 1. 0.97, very solid for Musgrove. Opposing Musgrove, another righty, Zach Thompson, who's 2-4 with a 2.53 ERA. You may think that's pretty impressive, but however, let's look at the true indicator being XFIP, where that resides at 4.17, so above league average. He does have a good whip, though, of 1.10. The thing is, though, as good as Zach Thompson appears on paper, probably getting a little bit more lucky. And on the road against the Padres, considering the Padres hit better at home than they do on the road, being 748 OPS compared to 732, could be a good spot for San Diego. We've seen the market move in favor of the Padres, not only on the money line, but the run line as well. And when you look at Zach Thompson, he already went up against the Padres once this year, went five innings pitched, allowed six hits, three earned runs, had three strikeouts, 286 batting average in that game for the Padres, and San Diego did get the job done in that game. Now, Musgrove versus the Marlins also has only gone up against them once this season. When six innings pitched, six hits, two earned runs is what he allowed, four strikeouts, 261 opponent batting average. A little bit higher, but still got the job done, as did the Padres. Now, again, we talk about the batting splits for San Diego. Not only do they do better at home as opposed to the road, they do better against righties than they do southpaws. 746 OPS versus righties for the Padres compared to 725 against southpaws. Marlins, look, they've been hanging out to that positive run differential in the NLEs for some time, but realistically, they certainly haven't been that ferocious or competitive. Against righty, 687 OPS on the road, 680 OPS, so nothing to fear out of Miami. Uh, again, look, in that game, they did pitch against each other, and the Padres won that one 5-2. The way I'm electing to handicap it, certainly not going to lay the minus 245 with San Diego, but I laid the run and a half with the Padres here, got it at about minus 108 at Bet Rivers earlier in the day. Again, it's up to minus 114. The steam is coming in on San Diego tonight. And again, I'd still lay the minus 114 if you're interested in that play. But that's what I'm rolling with tonight. I'm going with the Padres on the run line, coming off a nice sweep on Friday night, looking to keep that rolling in terms of our Major League Baseball betting. So we're going with the Padres minus one and a half on the run line. Now, we'll get into this game a little bit later with Bob Nightingale, but I did just want to point something out really quick between the Cubs and the Brewers. If you're looking for more of a prop in this game, potentially, because we'll do the full-scale preview with Bob later in the show, look at Freddie Peralta and his strikeout props, potentially. Seven and a half is the number it's listed at. The over is plus money at Bet Rivers. Last I checked, plus 105. Uh, Peralta's been really great with this. He's averaging 12.2 Ks per nine innings in the Cubs the last three games. So against the White Sox, where they got swept, they're getting 15 Ks per game. The Cubs are striking out 15 times 
per contest. Second worst overall in Major League Baseball with about 9.7 strikeouts per game. The AAA roster the Cubs are thrown out there. And Freddy Peralta is a top-tier pitcher. If you want a little bit of plus money, it's high. It's 7.5, I get it. But it was, he's going to take advantage of this terrible Cubs offense. So that could be an intriguing prop to look at. Not saying I played it. 7.5 is a little bit too high for my liking. But the play that we're rolling with, as I alluded to, the Padres on the run line. Got more plays coming your way, though, in terms of the NFL preseason. We're betting it, baby. Stick around. We'll tell you what we're doing exactly. Welcome back to it here on Rush Hour on the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. It's time to talk some NFL, baby, specifically in the preseason. Yes, we know it's not as exciting as the regular season, but that doesn't mean there aren't betting opportunities. And boy, are there plenty of them to look forward to this upcoming weekend, specifically on Saturday. I kind of wanted to spend this segment looking at some of the biggest line movements heading in to this week of preseason and kind of got really into it and liked several bets that did make the slate for this upcoming week. So we'll go through that. But I did want to start with the exciting game that we have between the Bears and the Dolphins. Not only us being in Chicago, we want to preview it, but big quarterback battle relatively considering the backups that we have featured in this game and just because there has been significant line movement in this matchup. Now with the Bears and the Dolphins, currently it's set at 3.5 in favor of Chicago. They're minus 175 on the money line. The Dolphins plus 140. This total is at 35.5. So the total open at 32.5. You've seen it move three points now to the over at 35.5. The spread had Chicago minus 2.5. Now that has gone up to 3.5. You're seeing some of these other games on the screen right now, and we'll get to those in a sec. But these are some of the biggest line movements that we've seen. Now, with this game, you know, we're going, to, we're going to be expecting Justin Fields, right? Because Andy Dalton is the presumed starter. Not only will we see Justin Fields first time in action, which is exciting, but also you got Nick Foles as the third string. So a deep quarterback room for the Chicago squad. So makes sense that the line movement is going in favor of the Bears. But at the same time, you got to consider that the Dolphins, maybe they throw out Tua for a little bit longer than usual, considering, you know, last season wasn't the best. They want him to get more experience, more reps. Okay, maybe they don't keep in two of the whole time, of course. Then you have Jacoby Brissett as the backup. Very sufficient quarterback to back him up. And Flores is 4-0 ATS in his short tenure in the postseason as of this point. So something to consider. Didn't have as much conviction with this one, but we did see significant movement go not only to the over three points, 32.5 up to 35.5. The spread, minus 2.5, has gone now to minus 3.5 in favor of Chicago with Justin Fields debuting at Soldier Field this upcoming weekend. All right, let's get into another matchup, though, that everybody's going to be licking their chops at here because it is John Harbaugh in the preseason, baby. And that is poetry in motion. He is incredible when it comes to the NFL preseason. 33-15-1 ATS record since 2005 for Harbaugh, hitting 69%. They're writing a 17-game preseason winning streak. They're 15-1-1 ATS under Harbaugh in that span. 
look, he's 37-12 win-loss-wise in his career, went 4-0 in 2019, and naturally the movement has gone toward Baltimore, minus one up to minus two and a half. They're minus 150 on the money line is Baltimore. And again, you know, as good as it is following a coach who has been incredibly consistent, you also have to consider who's going to be playing quarterback-wise. Aside from Lamar Jackson, who's been dealing with COVID issues, you still got Trace McSorley back there who had to fill in a little bit this past year and wasn't too shabby. And aside from McSorley, you got Tyler Huntley. Remember him from Utah, was a great quarterback, very mobile, could be a solid piece in preseason as well. They're going up against the Saints who, you know, Jameis Winston is going to be the main guy, it seems, and then Taysom Hill will get his reps. But maybe you don't see anything of Taysom Hill that much, probably. Then you got Ian Book as your backup and Trevor Simeon. So not too bad for the Saints. But, look, you know, you still give the advantage to Baltimore considering it's Harbaugh. I don't want to say at home because it's preseason, but it's the slightest advantage, I suppose. But still. Harbaugh is the king of NFL preseason, and I played the Ravens in this spot with the line movement going that way. Got about minus 140 on the money line for the Ravens over the Saints. Now that's up to minus 150 at Bet Rivers. And he may say, well, why don't I just do the, the spread at minus 2.5 under the key number 3? You could certainly do that. But with the preseason, in my opinion, it's a little bit more important to just get the outright winner because when it comes down to the game, if the team's down by one or two when they're driving, they're not going to play to tie it or anything like that. You know, the ones and twos are a little bit more important. They're just going to go to try to win it. So I don't want to deal with all that craziness where teams aren't playing it as safe or as caringly. So they're playing it more, you know, just loosely. So I want to just do the outright winner. I'm willing to lay more in order to do that. So I'm doing the Ravens on the money line did minus 140. Again, it's up to minus 150 at Bet Rivers. All right, let's go to another matchup that could be pretty enticing in terms of betting, and that revolves the Browns and the Jags. Now, this line is currently taken off at Bet Rivers, but other shops, we've seen big line movement, and it's about one and a half, was as high as maybe two, two and a half for the Jags, but it's slowly starting to come back down in favor of Cleveland because the Browns in some spots opened as a four-point favorite on the road against Jacksonville, total at about 37 and a half at the opener. Again, now we're seeing it at about one and a half. But Urban Meyer, first year, not first year because he's been in the NFL, but back in the mix of the NFL with a young team, we can assume that Trevor Lawrence, because he's new to this whole environment, is going to get more reps than your typical starting quarterback would. Got a young roster all around that you want to get some reps with. And not only that, you still got Gardner Minshew as your backup, C.J. Beathard, Jake Lutton too. So a deep backup quarterback class, speaking relatively for preseason for Jacksonville, got Case Keenum for the Browns. This preseason probably means more to Jacksonville than it does Cleveland. Again, I played the Browns here on the money line in this spot. I uh, took them in this, or excuse me, not the Browns, the Jags on the money line in this spot. Minus 125 versus the Browns, thinking it's a better spot here for Urban Meyer and company against Cleveland. All right, let's move on to the 7.30 Central time game. We've got the Chiefs and the 49ers open to pick them here on the road in San Fran. Now we see the 49ers up to two and a half in most spots and the total at about 36 and a half currently is where it resides even getting up to 37 and a half actually so late movement going to the over but nevertheless i'm focusing in on the 49ers here with that line movement trey lance baby that's all you need to say in this mix shanahan went three and one in preseason in 2019 andy reed 39 and 45 in his career look the chiefs couldn't care less about preseason to be honest in evaluating quarterbacks and obviously some of the other pieces but realistically this means more for the 49ers with a quarterback who's trying to fight for the starting position in trey lance so went ahead and played the 49ers in this spot at about minus 134 versus the chiefs again you could get them at about minus 143 right now at that rivers in that spot and then finally chargers and the Rams. the chargers qb backups 
Chase Daniel, Easton Stick, K.J. Costello. Rams got John Wolford, Bryce Perkins, Delvin Hodges. The big thing here with the Chargers, new coach who's going to want to prove some things this upcoming season. So look, you've seen the big movement with the Chargers from a point favorite, just pretty much a pick of course. Now up to three and a half, minus 177 is where we're seeing on the money line for the Chargers. But they were minus 157 earlier at Bed River. So huge movement going to the Chargers, but snagged the minus 157 earlier. That's what I'm riding with preseason. We're going Ravens money line, 49ers money line, Jags money line, and Chargers money line. Of course, we'll kind of recap that as we get closer to this week. But exciting times ahead with the NFL preseason. And we're getting you geared up here at VEASAN. We got the NFL preseason, like we said, kicking off. And it's the perfect time for you to get a hold of the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Experts providing profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, remember, you get best bets like I was just dishing off not only on game-to-game -game basis, but season win totals, division finishes, and much more. It's only 20 bucks, and discounts are available. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. All righty, we're talking baseball next with Bob Nightingale as we wrap up another edition of Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? 
Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts out boost on all of your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And remember, to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams in major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts available, betrivers.com. All righty, we're wrapping it up here on a Monday night. It is Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. Thank you for joining us. I'm Danny Burke, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. We've got some late baseball action to get to and to preview for this evening to help us do just that we welcome in bob nightingale usa today mlb columnist at b nightingale on the tweet bob as always we appreciate you making some time my friend and you know we were just or i was just looking at twitter rather and this cubs brewers game looked like it's going to be in a delay because of weather and may end up getting canceled but if it ends up coming to fruition that they do play and they get out on the field in terms of the odds, with Peralta on the bump, Milwaukee is a minus 200 favorite. Alec Mills for the Cubbies got a plus 170 with a total at nine. Peralta has been very successful against Chicago this season. He's got 12.2 strikeouts per nine innings. And look, I mean, the Cubs have been atrocious with this virtually triple-A lineup that they're presenting out there. Uh, do the Cubs have any chance if they play this game, or is it all Brewers for you tonight? Well, they certainly have a chance. I mean, like the odds being at home. But, uh, hey, Peralta's a Cy Young race. Uh, you know, Brewers uh, need to start winning here. They've only got a five-game lead over the Reds. So, I, I still like the Brewers. Don't like the odds. I like the Brewers. Yeah, and look, Milwaukee's 4-0 in his starts against the Cubs so far this season. And, and really, you know, this Cubs team is – 15 strikeouts per game against the Sox where they just got swept at home. So this offense isn't that great. Of course, like you said, still have the capability of winning it, but going up against the likes of Peralta could be difficult. Hence why you see the Brewers up to a $2 favorite run line. You're still laying minus 130, but could be the good option here with Peralta against Mills. Now, what about another Chicago team tonight, though, Bob? You're getting Lucas Giolito against Burroughs with the White Sox and the Twins. And Giolito, you know, he's been solid against Minnesota, 2-0, and going 14 innings pitched, allowed eight hits and four earned runs in those two games. The White Sox, a bigger favorite, minus 210. Minnesota, who just fared very well against Houston in the last series, they're catching plus 175 at home. Uh, the White Sox, Bob, have kind of been a little bit more difficult of a team to trust on the road. Do you have a tough time trusting them this evening? Yeah, I would. I mean, uh, you're catching a red-hot Minnesota Twins team. So just beat up uh, Houston three out of four. And Houston's, uh, you know, a coin flip between them and the White Sox for the best teams in the American League. So I kind of lead toward the Twins. And the one thing about the White Sox is, uh, you know, Giolito has been up and down, uh, a little shaky of late. And the White Sox have such a big lead. They're not going to push in the relievers. If they win the game, yeah, great. If they lose it, no big deal. Uh, it's almost like they can start resting guys now. 
Yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, they have a, such a strong hold over the AL Central as at this point. And, you know, Bob, I don't think we talked since before the trade deadline, and there were so many big moves that happened, and the White Sox being a large part in many of those, taking some of the Cubs' key pieces and then some. What did you think of what the White Sox did at the deadline, and where do you put them in the ranks of the American League at this point? Well, yeah, I mean, getting a, uh, you know, having a two-pronged closer now in, in Hendricks and Kimbrell, uh, that's huge. Uh, you know, in, in uh, October, it's all about bullpens. So, too, it's a big lead. You know, now they can rest their starters. They can put them on a phantom injury list if they want. Uh, you know, they can do whatever they want and, and coast in. I think it's almost a coin flip, you know, between uh, them and Houston as far as who's the best team in the American League. I'd probably give a slight advantage uh, to the White Sox just because of, of that starting rotation. I also like the bullpen. Uh, I certainly love the uh, Astros' offense. And they've been doing all this, you know, too, uh, you know, with, with a you know, few guys injured. So uh, I, I, I like the White Sox, but just barely over Houston. Okay, yeah, I'm kind of with you there. It took a little bit of a flyer on them to win the American League in that bullpen, adding Kimbrell, adding to pair, and he got Kopech in there with Hendricks already. Certainly could be lethal for Chicago. So I'm right there with you. I give the slight advantage to the White Sox. But, Bob, let's go ahead and keep it in the American League. Speaking of postseason and how deep they could go, well, let's see if the Yankees can find themselves in a spot. But first tonight, they got to get past the Royals and the Yankees dealing with COVID issues regarding Anthony Rizzo right on his birthday, which isn't ideal. And Rizzo's been really hot as he's been acquired by the Yankees. The Yankees two and a half games out of the wild card spot, six and a half from first place in the AL East. Tonight, again, on the road against Kansas City, who's been a little bit better team at home. Hernandez taking the bump for the Royals. Do you almost look at the underdog spot with Kansas City because of what happened with the Yankees in the COVID situation? How are you handicapping this one tonight? Yeah, I probably would take the, uh, the Royals. Uh, just, you know, they have decent odds just because all those guys are, are on the injury list with the, with the COVID. I mean, it could have come at a worse time for Rizzo. This is how has he been. He's a free agent in the year. Uh, you know, big blow to the Yankees, big blow too to you know him as a free agent. So uh, you know, Garrett Cole still out on the COVID list. So yeah, I mean, Kansas City, you know, they're kind of underachieved this year. They weren't supposed to contend, but I think they thought they'd have a better year than this. But still, I'd probably take a flyer on the on the Royals this game. Yeah, the Royals were seeing plus 150, and it seems like that's where the movement's gone as well in terms of the money. They were about plus 155, 160 in some spots, now down to plus 150. So some of the money coming in on Kansas City could take advantage of this somewhat banged-up Yankees team. And, Bob, like I was mentioning, I mean, the Yankees in the thick of this postseason race, do you think the moves that they made at the deadline will be enough to push them into the postseason, or do you think we could see this playoff without the Bronx Bombers this year? Yeah, I think it's almost 50-50. Uh, I can certainly see the playoffs without him. Uh, you know, Joey Gallo, yeah, he's got a big name, hits home runs, but he strikes out a ton. And the Yankees have already you know, have a number of guys like that uh, where you know, Rizzo was having a much bigger impact. And on the Yankees, even though uh, you know, watching the Red Sox crumble here, Tampa Bay's taking off, I'd, I'd worry about Toronto Blue Jays catching them. And I still think of you know, two teams from the AL West go, so, and I, I'm convinced Oakland A's are going to be in the playoffs one way or the other. Houston's going to be in the playoffs. So it really just leaves one wild card spot from the East. 
Yeah, you're right. And, I mean, look, the Blue Jays are catching up. They're a half game back for the Yankees. Red Sox, A's probably finding themselves in there. So, look, I I'm kind of – I mean, you're right. It is a toss-up right now. But at the end of the day, hitting at the worst time, as you alluded to with Rizzo, I'm leaning toward more toward the no with the Yankees. But, hey, still plenty of time in baseball left here as we get closer to the postseason. And a team vying for a top spot potentially and finding themselves in it, in it is – San Diego Padres and have a good chance tonight to get even closer, Bob, as they're taking on the Marlins, who we know has struggled this season. But there have been some bright spots. Now you're getting Joe Musgrove on the bump tonight for San Diego, who's been a really solid pitcher and fairly consistent for San Diego this season. We're seeing the Padres as huge favorites, minus 245. Run line, you're laying about minus 114. You think they take advantage at home against Zach Thompson and the Marlins this evening? I do. You know, of all the starters, you know, they've got the three uh, guys in the offseason with you, Darvish, you know, Blake Snell and uh, Musgrove. Musgrove has been, been the best of all three of them. So in the most consistent, uh, yeah, like like the Padres are starting to play uh, a little bit better baseball. And they got you. I mean, the uh, here's the uh, Cincinnati Reds, you know, nip on their heels here, just what, what, three, three and a half games out. So, no, I, I, I like the Padres. I like the Padres and Musgrove pitches at home, too. He's been very good at home. Are you a little bit nervous of some of this pitching we've seen out of San Diego, or do you think they'll be able to kind of pick it up as we get toward the postseason? Because, again, this bullpen from time to time has kind of been taxed a little bit. Is that something that's concerning to you? Oh, yeah, definitely concerning. Uh, yeah, they've been lights out the bullpen, but they've also, I want to say, they've thrown more innings than any bullpen in baseball, at least the, uh, the, the second most. Uh, in rotation, I mean, Darvish has hit a wall here. Snell finally had a good game. Uh, over the weekend, yeah, but that was against the Diamondbacks. You know, he's been a big disappointment. Yeah, I very much worry about the uh, Padres. You know, they could go, they could go one and out very easily in, in the postseason. You know, I don't think they're going to lock in the postseason. But I don't think there's any win in the world. You know, they're going to win the division. Uh, I just don't think they're good enough right now with that pitching. But I, yeah, I worry about that pitching a lot. Yeah, about seven and a half games back. San Francisco, L.A., right there at the top of it. It's going to be coming down to the wire, but don't think the Padres are going to be a part of it. I'm in agreement with you there, Bob. And, look, the ceiling is still high for San Diego, but, hey, that bullpen could be taxed. We'll see how those arms are potentially resting up or not for the upcoming postseason. But, Bob, we appreciate you, as always, taking some time previewing tonight's slate and a little bit farther down the road. Take care. We'll look forward to catching up again soon. All right. Look forward to it. Thanks, Ed. Happy Nightingale on Twitter is where you can follow him and catch his work over at USA Today where he serves as the Major League Baseball columnist. We're just talking about that Padres and Marlins game. And if you missed it earlier, I actually had a best bet in this spot. I'm rolling with the Padres on the run line. I laid minus 108. Again, as we mentioned, that one's up to minus 114. Musgrove has been one of the most consistent pitchers in the starting rotation for San Diego. And Zach Thompson on the other side, well, not too sufficient in his one outing against San Diego. Allowed three earned runs, had just three strikeouts and six hits. So it wasn't bad, but not only that, you've had big line movement go in favor of San Diego. And I'm riding that with Musgrove at home where the Padres have hit better against righties who they've hit better than opposing lefty pitchers. So looking at San Diego on the run line tonight, minus 108 is what I got. Again, it's up to minus 114. Would still play that at Bet Rivers where you can get that available. And aside from Major League Baseball tonight, this weekend we had plenty of action with NFL preseason. In case you missed it, going with the money line in several games, starting with the Ravens on the money line, minus 140 versus the Saints. Harbaugh is absolutely dominant in the preseason, so look for that to continue. Line movement going toward the Ravens as well. 
49ers on the money line. Got a minus 134. That's up to minus 143 right now. They're taking on the Chiefs. Not as important to Kansas City. You need a good performance out of Trey Lance and company. Shanahan pretty solid in the preseason. Jags on the money line, minus 125. Trevor Lawrence should be getting more snaps and reps than your typical starting quarterback. You still got Gardner Minshew back there as well to help out. And Urban Meyer is going to want to do good in his first game in preseason. Chargers money line, minus 157. Brandon Staley, new coach. Look for them to have a good opportunity against the Rams. All righty, as always, best of luck to detail with any of our action. That's going to do it for another edition of Rush Hour. Until tomorrow, take care from all of us here at Peace. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.